moving forward, I'm looking to produce a lot more music. And as a result, I'm also looking for more collaborators to work with. I've had the opportunity to meet quite a few people, whether it's through the two-year intensive leadership program that I've been taking or in the communities that I interact and engage with. It's not necessarily that I need collaborators, more so that I see opportunities. As I look to collaborate with others, I recognize that they might have access to an audience or a fan base that I don't have. I am often limited, and artists in general are often limited to their immediate vicinity. Even though we do live in the internet age or the digital age, and you can market to just about anyone across the world, reality is you're, you're better off kind of starting where you are and finding your audience there. Because it, really the only people who reliably come to your shows and buy your merch and become long-term fans are the people you've met. People you haven't met. Even though that we have sort of this illusion in the creator economy, gig economy, YouTuber culture of, of what's going on right now, a lot of people are just subscribing for superficial reasons to some of their favorite YouTubers and aren't necessarily there to buy things from them. You know, and you think about OnlyFans or Patreon or some of the, uh, these other private subscriptions that have popped up. Like, yes, there are definitely people who care, but if you kind of dig beneath the surface, you realize pretty quickly that a lot of these subscriptions happen for very superficial reasons, right? It's like if there's a YouTube model, she's wearing more revealing outfits in her Only OnlyFans subscriptions than people just subscribe to that because they want the extra content. Maybe it's a cynical point of view, but I don't think it is. I've just seen it, this whole thing repeat and play out over and over again because I've been a part of so many communities. What we've primarily seen is you might attract the occasional person who is maybe just part of the broader artistic community that you don't know that pops up at events here and there. But for the most part, the audiences that tend to pack out live events tend to be people that you know or people that are in that extended network. Maybe, for example, if it's like the jazz community, then one of your hosts or somebody knows a bunch of musicians in the jazz community and everyone else in the jazz community, which you may not know, is naturally drawn because of the other people that are showing up or the performers that are showing up to be a part of the event. I played in churches years ago and there was sort of a passing of torch of sorts. I had Daniel Guy Martin on my first podcast, Dogcast Music Entrepreneurship, many years back. And he was the one that I saw on stage at that church. He like he was kind of the, the lead guitarist and played a pretty pivotal role in, on the worship team as well. Well, he passed the torch to me and but he told me, he, he was clear about this, that I would reach different people than he would be able to reach through that same platform. And I think he turned out to be absolutely right. And so it is. Like, when bands collaborate, people aren't always drawn to the same person. There might be something about the band. Like in Van Halen, people were pretty naturally drawn towards Eddie Van Halen because of his extraordinary playing. 
and really his giddiness, like his childlike giddiness on stage is often unmatched by guitarists in the same time. People also know David Lee Roth and they know Sammy Hagar, but outside of that, they might not necessarily be able to name the other band members. I can, of course, and I would say anyone who likes Van Halen probably can, but I think you get what I'm trying to say here is that you're just naturally drawn to different personalities and different acts. So therein lies one of the benefits of collaboration. You yourself are going to attract some people through your platform, but when you're working with others, especially people who are in distant geographical locations, you're going to attract or they're going to attract a different audience and that convergence is where your total audience lives. So far for me, these collaborations haven't quite panned out. I think there's sort of a timing for everything and the right timing isn't necessarily the moment you think, oh, it would be such a cool thing to be able to collaborate with this other person. That may not be the perfect timing. Even if it is for you, it may not be for the other artist or the other person that you're thinking about working with. But I have to say, like, there definitely are some commonalities, shall we say, of people who really generally don't make the cut. Now, I don't mean to be mean towards anyone. Um, some of the people that I've thought about collaborating with, they've been super busy with other projects, so it simply wasn't the right timing at all. Whereas others, the opportunity was right in front of their face, but for some reason they kind of just dropped off the map and weren't in communication. I think the mistake that we so often make is that we think it's going to be our talent. And talent is sort of overrated anyway. I think skill is the right term for most people. But I'm in this instance or in this example, I'm kind of equating the two. So many people rely on or think that skill is going to be the thing that's going to make the difference in whether they're going to be assigned versus the other people who are perhaps competing for the same position. And I can tell you categorically that's not the case. I am absolutely looking for people who are already demonstrating some skill. Like, if they're totally awful singers, why would I collaborate with them? I have to wait for them to improve. And maybe they'll never improve to the point of being able to work at this level. If I'm going to collaborate with another guitarist, they better be pretty phenomenal. I mean, preferably better than I am, because then I'd have the opportunity to, to learn from them. But there's sort of a baseline, like they better be good enough to be able to work together. But talent or skill alone just isn't it. I'm not saying it's not important. It, like I said, it does play a role, but it's not the key factor. I think the key factor in all this and, and having a collaboration work is somebody who is responsible. That's, that's the big one. If they can show up, if they can stay in communication, if they can commit to some weekly jam or recording session, if they're able to follow through on what they said they're going to do, I think it's really all about mindset and attitude, isn't it? If they can do all those things, I can tell with a fair degree of certainty that that collaboration is going to pan out. And especially if there isn't any major pressure on it. If we're just talking an EP and a few shows, I think anybody with that right attitude is going to pull through. Meanwhile, someone who maybe has 
more experience or talent and is demonstrating that side of things but doesn't have the right attitude and doesn't show up and doesn't stay in communication and doesn't follow through just doesn't have much of a chance compared to someone who is ready to get going who's hungry for it i don't know i think it seems obvious and yet a lot of artists just don't get this that they need to look at themselves like how reliable are they can they be counted on do they show up early with what kind of attitude are they ready to start working when they do show up or do they go on and on about their day and how bad it was you know it's really a cliche to say you got to be a good hang but that's a part of it for sure so maybe you thought other people were being unfair and passing you up for a gig and never telling you why well this could be it it could be that you're not responsible, you're not reliable, you're not showing up when you're expected to show up, you're not working when you're supposed to be working. Skill can definitely be taught, even if it takes a long time. But the thing that typically can't be taught is being an adult, being responsible, being reliable, having the right attitude. I can't sit there and coach anyone to have that. And I think that's a prerequisite. So I don't really mourn any collaborations that haven't happened yet because of timing. I assume that at some point they will happen at the right time. But I think in an instance where talent or skill is up against the right attitude, the right attitude is pretty much going to win every single time. No one wants to work with someone that's flaky and can't be counted on. It's coming up fast and there's no time. Clean Slate 2024 is coming up fast, February 16th in Victoria, BC. You don't want to miss out on this incredible live music and multimedia event with a dosage of inspiration to light you up creatively and to have an amazing 2024. Once again, that's Clean Slate. You don't want to miss out. Go to davidandrewweave.com and you'll either have the option to get updates, win tickets, or buy tickets as soon as they go on sale. So once again, I invite you to go to davidandrewweave.com and get your tickets right away. See you there.